Welcome to this episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd. Today we're going to tackle the controversial subject of English dating. It's not very controversial in England. Oh, well it is over here. Well, English dating is controversial in America because they have an entirely different approach. Not in that they don't want the same end result, but some of their methods are a little bit different in dating. That just seems so bizarre to me that it would be different over there dating. I mean, wouldn't we have got our, uh, what do you want to call them, traditions of dating from everybody coming over from Europe? No. Oh. So what do you consider dating in America? How do you know you're dating in America? I think nowadays you have to fill out a form. Well, consent form, yeah. Yes. No, but what used to be the traditional, when you were at high school, what, how did you know you were dating someone? The way that I always looked at it was there was member of the opposite sex that I said, hey, you want to go somewhere and do something? And that was pretty much it. I guess I had a fairly loose definition of it. Yeah, I think my definition when I was at school was any girl who would actually talk to me. Going out with her then. Oh, I, and that's the thing. In England, they call it going out with. They don't call it dating. Yeah, well... Um, like you say, back in the whole high school days, whatever, it was always, will you go with me? Right. Kind of kind of that same thing. And then once the girl said, yes, I will go with you. Oh, now we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Okay. That, yeah. That was pretty much it. Because in England, it's not official. You might have gone on like 900 dates as such, but you're not officially dating until one person asks the other one will you go out with me and if you say yes then you're now officially dating now you can actually do that with no dates having occurred whatsoever so well, some random girl comes up to you and says will you go out with me and you say yes you're now officially boyfriend girlfriend yes and that was the way that it worked early on uh, in my middle school high school days i think i actually had a girlfriend way back in middle school and i said will you go with me and she said yes and then we didn't speak for a week, and then one of her friends said, well, she wants to break up with you, and I said, okay. So uh, we dated for a week, but never actually spoke after I asked her to go with me, and then she broke up with me. That is so. tragically similar to my first dating experience. There yeah. was this girl, she was the most beautiful girl in school. Her name was Allison Locke, real cute blonde girl, and she asked me on a field trip, will you go out with me? And I said, yes. And then for whatever reason, for the next four days at school, I completely blanked her, didn't didn't speak to her. And then one of her friends said, oh, Alison's dumped you. So that was my first dating experience. Like I said, very similar. I, I don't know how I remember this, but I remember the friend who told the friend of the girl, right, that told me that she wanted to break up, didn't actually even tell me in like words she was writing on the chalkboard and wrote on the chalkboard that her friend wanted to break up with me <laughs> and got my attention so I could see the message written on the chalkboard and I nodded my head yes and then she arrested the message. So there you go. Now, I know you were dating your wife long before text messaging was a thing and email and stuff. But that's true. You know, I <laughs> broke up with a lot of girls via text. It's mm. uh, kind of, you know, just... Not not meanly, just I'd make up excuses and just send a text and then block the number and never talk to them again. Don't they call that ghosting now? Yeah, well, yeah, if you ignore all their communications, yeah. It came up with, I don't know how long that word ghosting has been in effect, but yeah, I did my fair share of that. Because remember, there was a period when I went, I think we mentioned on some of the earlier podcasts, there was a time when I went on quite a few like dating apps because they were never what, you know, they said they were in the app, either by photo description or anything else. Sure. That 
after the first date, I didn't want to go on a second date. And so I just didn't contact them. And if they contacted me, I either just ignored it or just kind of made some lame excuse. I mean, I can't tell you how many times my grandmother, who was already dead at the time, re-died. Oh, you, you went to a lot of fake funerals. She, she died like 20 times. Oh. Yeah. Hey, but thanks for granny, yep. you know, helping you out there. Yeah, she still kept voting Democrat, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So from, from over there as well, yeah. which makes it even more <laughs> yeah. ironic. Yeah. So um, in the early 2000s, I used to hang around on how, this. How did we take a <laughs> podcast about English dating and somehow make it political for five seconds? Well, because it's funny. Oh. The, well, there used to be this forum, really popular forum called Football 365, and that's English football soccer super super popular forum right it was uh a bit like reddit except well a little bit of moderation in there and there were multiple threads on various things and i think um one of the most popular ones ever was this one on dating strangest dates you've ever been on and it went up to about 300 pages and again like the you know podcast we did on biology minus 101 i actually copied and pasted a lot of these stories because i thought they were really funny and then again when i got bored last week i actually found this text file and started reading through them so i figured I'd, i would bring up some of these dates and these are all from the football 365 forum yeah people who went on strange dates now i don't go on the, that forum anymore because it's gone a bit woke and it's really heavily moderated now so basically it's just ex-football hooligans talking about their feelings on downtown abbey but it still exists oh it still exists okay. yeah but now it's just crap gotcha yeah it's crap i actually make no apologies whatsoever for any misogynistic attitudes portrayed or practiced in these stories but i just thought they were funny and there's only about eight women who listen to this podcast including my girlfriend so i thought i'd just run with it anyway yeah there you go yeah. but but better safe than sorry i mean it's probably good that we did a little disclaimer there when have we ever been better safe than sorry we're normally kind of a mix of 50 50 and then we just kind of edge our bets and then we were oh we did mean any offense that's true yeah i, I guess it's only when we remember yeah. to yeah. do it which is very rarely yeah we kind of apologize after the event yeah. well actually we don't well do what's that, the old we? saying better to ask for forgiveness than permission i think we basically do everything that way yeah so the first one i think kind of sets the scene as to what to expect now this story does actually raise far more questions than it answers actually it doesn't answer any of the questions you might have but this was one of the best ones, so I figured I'd start with this one. And I'm actually reading this verbatim from the story from the forum. It says, On a first date, I knocked on a door and her dad answered it in a wheelchair. I knew then I was in for a rough night. We went to her room later that night and she showed me her baby teeth that she kept in a pot by the bed. Now, do you want to add any comments there before I finish the rest of that story well i just want got to any make, questions well i just want to make sure this isn't a typical english pastime what keeping your baby your teeth right. in a pot by the bed i have not come across it okay i just want to make sure because maybe that was something that was just normal and you added that in there to explain to everybody you know she was normal she kept her baby teeth next to her in the bed just like every other english girl does over there so well i didn't have that many girlfriends so i wasn't i'm not the best person to ask really oh so maybe that is normal maybe and it's a one in five thing I don't yeah know. but maybe the girls that you dated over there didn't keep their baby teeth next to their bed and that's why you didn't have such good luck with it Continue. i just i just kind of destroyed your whole dating life over there now didn't i Nah, it was already crap so he continues on well not one to discriminate i had sex with her and stayed the night next morning she came into the bedroom with a bacon sandwich for herself and nothing for me 
She ate it on the bed, leaving crumbs everywhere. Then she said, can you drop me at dance class? I said, okay. And she said, I'll just freshen up. Pulled a razor from a shelf, sat on the bed and dry shaved her armpits. So once again, I'm going to have to ask. That's <laughs> not, a, not a normal. That's okay. not, not that I know of. That's, okay. you know. Yeah, that uh, that would make me kind of scratch my head. Probably do the uh, breakup via text, you know, drop her off at dance class. And as she's walking in, she gets a text message saying, uh, yeah, I don't want to see you again. And then do the whole uh, block the number thing. So, Unless you're into that, which if, if you're into that type stuff, hey. That's okay. There, we're not judging here. So uh, there, there's some. There's probably some guy out there that's extremely happy with her right that now. That is like and turned on by the sound of some girl dry shaving her armpits. Can you yes. imagine that sound? Well, it, you know, whatever floats yeah. your boat. So story number two. This guy writes, started chatting to a girl sitting outside a nightclub after it had closed. Which actually in England, I just want to interject here. This was a common way of approaching girls because... Really? Yeah, because during the night, you kind of figure, well, I'll wait till she's had a few drinks, right? Oh, and then okay. it gets late on in the night, and then you kind of forget all about it, or you've got like three or four girls you want to kind of target. And so you wait to the end of the night, you try and get out early, wait for them to come out, and then try and talk to them. And that's where there were actually, I think, more, I don't want to say relationships, acquaintances um, achieved after the nightclub had closed than actually during the time the nightclub was actually going because you'd wait outside for them i know that sounds a bit rapey but you know that's when actually you'd talk to them you wouldn't talk to them in the club that was stupid because they might want you to buy them a drink well not only that but i'm also guessing maybe it was kind of loud in there and you couldn't hear Nah, it wasn't that i think they just didn't want to buy them a drink well you know more power to them there yeah thrifty yes yes hey there is nothing wrong with being thrifty yeah so anyway, this guy started chatting to a girl sitting outside nightclub after it closed. He continues, she started going on about her boyfriend who died in a car crash about six months previous. Then she started crying. I said I was quickly going to the chip shop and I'd be back immediately. I got round the corner, got into a taxi and went home. That's not really a dating story, but... But it does kind of go to show you some of the things that can happen along outside that nightclub hey just think about it this way though if that guy would have bought that drink while he was in there maybe he He could have found out early not wasted his time well no no i I think he maybe wouldn't have had enough money for the cab fare so it was buy this girl a drink or get cab fare home so he decided i'm gonna save my money for the cab fare and make sure i get home okay well i think if you're going out you know this isn't in the ghetto if you go out you kind of try and necessarily make sure you have more than six pounds fifty on you but so you can afford a drink and a taxi sure but okay so let's say drink in a taxi right but what if you buy her a drink and then all of a sudden everything's going well you finish that drink and you want to have another drink now you've spent your cab fare now you got to walk home the worst thing would be if like you start chatting to a girl and she turns out to be a complete alcoholic so it costs you like about four hundred dollars in drinks and she's See? still completely sober so that guy was smart yeah well he did the right thing well i mean that story does actually make me a little bit sad it kind of touched my heartstrings not because of the girl left alone or a dead boyfriend it's just because i don't have a local chip shop to go to anymore i don't even know what a chip shop is well like fries you know thick cut oh fries. that's right yeah, yeah we cover them in vinegar yeah, yeah salt and vinegar them. over them mm. and sometimes fish and chip shop you know some cod and batter and some thick cut well, fries. We, we have Long John Silvers. Yeah, but not close. I can't walk to it. Well, I could walk to it. Not in today's weather, I couldn't. But. Well, but if you plan ahead, you can have cab fare to get you back and forth from Long John Silvers. 
Yeah, but the problem is with Long John Silver. So I think we actually mentioned in an earlier podcast and asked them to sponsor us, but we didn't get any reaction from them. So I'm going to poo on them a little bit here. Actually, if you go to Walmart and buy thick cut fries and the actual battered cod, you know, the frozen stuff and do that in the oven and put some malt vinegar on it, it tastes better than Long John Silver's fish and chips anyway. I could see that. Yeah. So forget you, Long John Silver's. We don't need your sponsorship. Unless, of course, you do want to sponsor us and you didn't hear our original shout out on the previous podcast. We can just edit this immediately. So, so dating episode number three. Got friendly with a girl I met in a park in Dublin, which is in an isle, which is in Ireland. For those geographically challenged, well, people. Home, home of the <laughs> otherwise known the... as Americans. There we go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. true. He said, started kissing. Things got heated. I went to touch her boob, and she pulled a knife on me. Are you sure that isn't an American story? No, because that sounds like something that would happen in America before <laughs> it, it happened in the UK. Yeah. Well, you know that probably happens like daily in Florida. But, well, sure. Yeah. Went to touch a boob and she pulled a knife on me. And then there was no other explanation from it. So. Well, it, do you really need any more explanation than that? I mean, that's uh, pretty much a, an end to that relationship. It's like, oh, you pulled a knife on me because I tried to touch you. Eh, I think I'm going to go ahead and block that number. That's where I think the consent forms would have come in useful, don't you think? Like, yes. you can, we can kiss, you know, and you can pat my back and run your fingers through my air and kind of like... Could you create an app that has like... A this consent deal, thing. It, yeah, Electronically where, sign it and exchange it right there and then. So exactly. it does a snapshot. So you do it like airdrop, yeah, right? You yeah. airdrop this deal and say, hey, you know, you're allowed to do the following things and you check those off and yeah. you airdrop it to the person. They have a record of that and it could be kind of a live file, almost like those Google Sheets, you know, that yeah. you can go in and you can update the numbers on the spreadsheet right. back and forth. So it's like, oh, okay, well, I like him a little more. Now you can do this, this, and this. Oh, so you have to keep stopping to update it. Yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah. That way you Or the can... more you drink, uh, at the end of the, the last consent form is just, I'm up for anything. Yeah, there should be an all of the above. Yeah. That, that way, you know, everything can go quicker, of course, but you could parse it out. Yeah. Because it have benefited from the, you can touch my bum, but don't touch my boob, otherwise I'll stab you in the face. Well, you could have one of those, what do they call it, like a little pivot table where it's like touching, then you can expand that list out and say, here's the following things you can touch. Yeah. And, you know, you can use one hand or two hands. I mean, you can make it as complex or as simple as possible. So story number four, this is a good one. This guy writes, got intimate with a girl from Toxteth. Now, if you don't know where Toxteth is, which I'm sure you don't, it's in Liverpool in England. Yeah, but that Tox, helps. Yeah, Toxteth is the equivalent of like South Central in LA. I mean, it's like drugs, gangs, and although England has a very strict, you know, no gun policy, there's gangs with guns and stuff in Toxteth. If you want to get beaten up, robbed, raped, murdered, then probably raped again, and then they search you again in case they missed anything to steal from you the first time around Toxteth is the place to go oh okay is that where jack the ripper was from no it's in london mate well and that's the same thing no oh so anyway he got intimate we all know what that means he touched a bum but maybe not a boob yet with a girl from Toxteth and stayed at her place for the night wonderful body pleasant face which pleasant face yeah that's an english she's got a pleasant face it's um there used to be this thing uh body from baywatch face from crime watch crime watch used to be this show where all the uh, police stations around the country if they were looking for suspects they'd put up all these you know like photos or like drawings right of these you know um people who they were looking for but a lot of them were like pretty ugly so that's why they say you know body from baywatch face from crime watch 
I got you. There, there was a guy that I went to high school with that had a fairly decent music career, and he played mostly kind of country-style music. And he, he could play and sing anything. He's really talented. His name's Cody Robbins. And he wrote a song called Butterface. Right. Because that's yeah. what we always used yeah. to say. Everything uh-huh. was great, Butterface. Yeah. And he actually wrote a song <laughs> called Butterface. Right. And uh, so I'm sure it's somewhere out on YouTube or maybe even Spotify, something like that. So hey, if you get if you got a minute, check out Cody Robbins' song "Butterface." It's an old song. It was he wrote that song quite a long time ago, but it, it's a good song. So check it out. And another good saying, actually, from England. Do you know what a burglar is? Yeah, like a, burglar, a robber. Like, somebody yeah, breaks somebody, in. Yeah. yeah. And typically, burglars, you know, if they did own a pet, specifically being a dog, it would be like you know a pit bull or something like a you know, vicious looking dog. If you had to think that person's a burglar, I wonder what type of dog they own. It's probably one of those, you know, fighting dogs or something. So another saying in England was, she's got a face like a burglar's dog. That's kind of mean <laughs> to dogs though, isn't it? I mean, mm. couldn't that be border on animal abuse? No. Of course, is there PETA over there? Do they have that? PETA, P-E-T-A, people yeah. eating tasty animals. Right. Um, no, we have the um, Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, the RSPCA. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, it's kind of along well, the same lines. Is the yeah. ASPCA over here? Maybe, yeah. yeah. So somebody ripped off somebody else. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the same one. thing. You know, yeah. you make a donation, the people who own the organization take 99 percent of it and they send one p to the local shuttle for uh, dog food yeah or do they have sarah mclaughlin singing songs in their commercials oh, yeah. over there and comes on at like 125 yeah, in the morning it makes you all sad it's like yeah. now i hate that song yeah. because you, you show all these sad animals and you play that song in the eyes of an angel you're like uh, yeah. i'm still not going to send you any money but now you're making me just depressed then you then you look over at your dog and here's what i do when that commercial comes on i go over and i pick my dog up and i make him watch that commercial so I say, see how lucky you are exactly see how lucky you are see the kind of life you live versus those poor dogs on there and they can't even get 50 cents a day yeah i think disney junior kind of missed a trick there with that whole thing because you know you think of mickey mouse's clubhouse when they when those um pound commercials come on they should have the hot dog hot dog hot diggity dog hot dog hot dog hot diggity dog they should have that instead of that depressing music because then all the kids who grew up listening to that they'd look up from their phones and be like oh i know this song and then they'd like instantly get engrossed in the commercial and be more likely to donate that's via true. the cash app but I think once there's a sad commercial, you automatically turn off. They need to get you in a little bit before they throw the brutal truth at you. Well, not only that, but think about the fact that they're probably also either near their parents' phone or they're probably playing on their parents' phone while they're watching this. And then they all of a sudden text, yeah. you know, donate to yeah. one, two, three, four, five, and 10 bucks comes off of the parents' phone yeah. bill. And they're like, oh, yeah. I don't remember donating to that, but maybe I did. Yeah. You know, text 25 cents to this right. dog who probably maimed its last 10 owners yeah. and feel better about yourself. Exactly. I mean, we're here to help charities out. So, so anyway, this guy gets intimate with a girl from Totsdorf, stayed at her place for the night. Wonderful body, pleasant face. We've gone over that but really, really wonky eyes. So basically <laughs> a poster child for sunglasses. Well, sit on the front. Like, like those big sunglasses, yeah. like the Jackie yeah, yeah, sunglasses. Yeah. Well, sit on the front porch and count the chickens in the backyard is I think one of the first terms I heard in Texas for you yeah. know wonky-eyed people. Not kind, but you know, well, is what it is, I suppose. Could be. I mean, yeah. it, if it's factual, it's factual. Yeah. So in the morning, I made an excuse and I was going to the corner shop 
but immediately got in the car and drove home. Turns out she was a Taekwondo champion nationally and knew a friend of mine. She turned up at his house while I was there and started assaulting him while I hid under a table until she left. Wow. I mean, you know, you have to take one for the team sometimes if you're the mate answering the door and like just get beaten up because he just got beaten up, but she'd have probably killed him. So he did the right thing hiding under the table. I'd hope that you'd do the same thing for me if we were in that situation. Probably you get not. a few broken ribs, broken nose, you know. No, no, I probably wouldn't. Probably n- never walk straight again, but at least you saved my life and yeah. I'd be eternally grateful, well, for but, a few weeks or so. Yeah, I guess that's the good thing with social media. He could have looked her up on social media and figured out that she was a Taekwondo champion. All before. of these stories were before I know. social media, well, texting yeah, and all that but, stuff. Yeah. But that's my point. Now yeah. you've got that, so he could have fact-checked her, so to speak, and... Found out a little bit about her. His, um, I mean, that would have been a red flag, let's be honest. Yeah. Here's a story, actually, which reminds me of a girl I dated a few times from Match.com. Story goes, dated a 17-year-old girl who was a rampant alcoholic whose favorite pastime while I was with her was playing card games with her invisible dead grandparents while giggling continually. So what kind of card games do you play with invisible people? I mean, was she playing solitaire? But Well, no, it's got to be like something where you can knock once for yes and knock twice for no. It can't be, like, complicated. It can't like, be, like, poker or something. Go fish? Because, you know, you, your um, poker face... When you when you're invisible is probably pretty useless. If they're invisible, how did she not know that they're getting up and looking over her shoulder and seeing what's in her hand? Yeah, that's true. That's probably why she was giggling all the time. Yeah. So from that, she probably lost most yeah, of those games. Yeah. As she was an alcoholic, as well, she probably didn't know. Hopefully, she didn't bet, bet money on it. That'd That's be true. terrible, wouldn't it? That Betting would. money with your dead grandparents getting screwed over because they card and counting all that stuff. And not only that, but the whole time yeah. she was written out of the will anyway, so yeah. everything that she loses goes to her brother. That's kind of the anti-kind of definition of inheritance. You suddenly having to give money to like relatives who are dead well, while sounds, you're alive. Sounds kind of like taxes. Yeah. My story along these lines, when I was on a Match.com, there was this lawyer who I went on a couple of dates with, and she was really pretty, which is why... Even after this incident, I think I still went on one other date until something happened, which I had not previously noticed before, which makes me sound pretty shallow. But I'll be honest with you, I am pretty shallow. So we were at dinner. This was the second date. And we're sitting there waiting for the starter. And she says, do you believe in ghosts? And I paused for a moment because I didn't know whether it was a serious question. And I said, well, you know, I kind of believe, you know, in the Bible and stuff. So obviously, I, you know, believe in a spiritual realm. And so, yeah, I believe they're ghosts, they're entities. You know, I don't understand all the different dimensions and what all these ghosts are, etc. But yeah, I believe in them. And she said, well, I see them all the time. And again, I kind of looked at her to see if she was going to crack a smile, which she didn't. She goes, yeah, and my son, she had a two-year-old son. And she said, yeah, my son sees them. You know, he'll sit on the bed and just point and laugh and try and get my attention to, you know, the ghost he sees. And I'll look and sure enough, there's a ghost there. So that was that. So I thought, all right, fair enough. But like I said, she was quite pretty. So I still went ahead and went on a third date to her with her to the movie theater. Now, this was where I noticed something I had not previously noticed. Hopefully you didn't take her to see The Sixth Sense. No. Okay. Well, she'd have given it away immediately. Yeah, We were sitting there in the movie theater and I turned around to glance at her and this is the first time I'd ever seen her from the side and she had a nose like the great Gonzo from the Muppets. Ah, it, But it's one of those, you know, crafty noses because from the front you honestly couldn't tell. 
But I saw her from the side, and like I said, it was ridiculous. I mean, it looked like a toucan. Could it have been one of those lighting things? No, because I, mean, I, 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 with... I double and triple checked. Okay. But it's the worst part of the story. Oh, we get, how can this get worse? But okay, right. here's, here it comes. Well, about halfway through the movie, I said I was going to the bathroom... And I just left and didn't come back. And then I blocked all her Actually, email and numbers. <laughs> I think that's honestly the best part of the story, not the worst part yeah, of the story. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, I feel, I say I feel a little bit bad. I don't. So, but, so ironically, you ghosted? I ghost, ghost I ghosted, yeah, the ghost yeah. chick, yeah. So, Do you think she still sees you? Like, maybe you're a ghost around her? I don't know. But anyway, story number six. Had a friend in a band who pulled an absolute swamp donkey, which is again another English phrase for a, 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 a an unattractive girl. lady. Yes. Yeah. Nice personality. Did, did you ever use the term homely in England? No. Okay. No. I, I learned that term from my father and I had never heard it. And my dad had told me one time that he was very proud of me for befriending a homely girl. <laughs> and I kind of looked at my dad and I said, well, dad, I'm, I'm confused. What do you mean? He said, well, um, you're being friends with a homely girl and that's, that's probably very good for her that she can talk to a guy that she probably doesn't get to talk to many guys because she's homely. And I said, dad, dad, stop. What do you mean by homely? And my dad hesitated and he kind of looked at me and he said, well, son, I'm trying to be nice, but homely is a nice way to say very, very, very ugly. And I said, well, why didn't you just say, I'm proud of you for befriending an ugly girl? He said, well, I'm, I'm trying to be nice, but just keep in mind, she's homely. And that was basically my dad's way of saying, don't take this any farther. I, I don't want this to go any farther. Yeah, I don't, want my, I don't want my grandchildren it, to look like that. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it, it was shortly thereafter that that ended. Well, actually, your dad was kind of a little bit of a Plato in terms of like relationship advice and the that opposite is, sex. That because, is Because, I mean, I know we're running out of time because for those of our listeners who don't know, here in Texas, we've been having a lot of power cuts and we're on a rolling blackout at the moment. That's so true. We've, we've got to get this over in like 10 minutes. If it sounds rushed at the end, it's because we're rushing it. But anyway, the shepherd's dad was once driving with him in a car, listening to the radio. The shepherd was sitting in the passenger seat and his dad turned down the radio station so Max, I've got something very, very important to tell you. And of course he thought, oh my goodness, this must be serious. And his dad said, all women are nuts. Then proceeded to turn the radio back up. Is that's pretty accurate, isn't it? That, what happened? that is the <laughs> most accurate portrayal of that story yeah. I've heard without myself yeah. telling that story. Yeah. Yes. So your dad is, yeah, he's a go-to in terms of like relationship advice and women and stuff. He, he cuts to the chase. He There's does. no PC language involved. In that. So anyway, this guy had a friend in a band who pulled an absolute swamp donkey while he was drunk. So in the morning, he catches a glimpse of her in the light and freaks out. So he grabs all of his clothes and sneaks out of the house and runs around the corner. After a few minutes, he kind of sobers up and realizes it was his own house had just left with no keys. <laughs> That's got to feel terrible. Yeah. And uh, he later described her as one of those girls who, if she was sleeping on your arm, you'd rather chew your own arm <laughs> off than risk waking her up. <laughs> what, what was that? It, I, I want to say it was a commercial, but it, it could have been just like a joke YouTube video or something 
where the guy wakes up, right? And he looks over at the woman that he's in bed with and he's like, oh man, you know, and kind of sneaks out of the bedroom, slips his clothes on, he's walking down the stairs and then he looks and hanging on the wall is like a family picture and he realizes it was his wife. <laughs> I can't remember that one. So here we go. This this is actually, I said the first story was actually the best one. I think this one might actually be the best one. I'm going to read this one verbatim before you get a chance to interject on this because it takes a little bit of a while to digest to be honest okay so here we are was with a friend at a club and had a competition in the urinals to see who could pee the highest he comes out of the restroom yelling yeah i hit the ceiling this girl close by grabs him and says come show me and drags him into the girl's toilets she tells him to close his eyes and he stands there for two minutes he opens his eyes and she's standing there and she's taken off her tights, pooped in them, and proceeded to beat him with them about the head and the body. He came running out of the toilets, covered in poop, begging us to take him home. So we rushed him outside, ran around the corner, and made him catch a taxi. So what are your thoughts on that one? That's quite a bit to digest there. So yeah. let's, uh, let's kind of go through this one step at a time, because first of all, props to the guy for hitting the ceiling. I mean... I don't believe him. Well... Yeah, but you kind of, with all that guy had to go through, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's mm. let's say he accomplished this monumental task. So this chick decides, well, come show me, right? Totally get that. But doesn't she realize that he just did that? He's got to go back to the bar or wherever he's at, right? And get some more liquid in him so we can have some more ammunition, so to speak. So what exactly was she expecting by him showing her while at the same time, why did the guy decide, well, yeah, let me go ahead and go in there and do that, knowing full well he wasn't going to be able to perform? Well, a lot of the error in this story occurs in the opening parts here, because perhaps if he hadn't boasted that he could pee and reach the ceiling, that this girl would never have grabbed him. Maybe she would have, but also... Well, now hang on, because wouldn't you go out and boast if you were able to do that? I mean, I know I would. I don't know, actually, but again, he's dug his own grave a little bit. Because also, a girl who grabs you and says, come show me, and he knows full well, he can't show her. He's already again made another kind of schoolboy error there. So what you're doing now is blame shifting. I am shifting the blame onto him for this, because as much as a mentalist she seems, I think he kind of set himself up for this okay. sequence of events. Uh, you know what? I hate to say this, but I think I'm going to agree with you on this yeah. one. I think I'm I'm shifting the blame over to him as well. Now... Close your eyes for two minutes. I mean, no peeking, no nothing. Like, he he didn't say, you know, gee, I wonder what's going on. He literally yeah. let this happen. It it took her two minutes to um, Well, she was obviously softly squeezing it out. Because otherwise, if it had heard like... Well, okay. Then, yeah, you know... That's a good point. It might have given the game away. So she was probably kind of do one of those soft squeeze things, you know. Now I'm going to have to blame shift back to her <laughs> because couldn't she have gone ahead and got this part ready? I don't know. She's a bit of a genius, to be uh, honest. Yeah. She planned it well. She did. Maybe it was an off-the-cuff thing, but she did a good job of it. Then you kind of wonder, how many times did she hit him with her tights before he said stop? Well, like, how long did maybe, it take him to realize there was poop in the tights? I, I guess depending on it. the material of the tights, maybe it took a few swings to kind of start bleeding yeah. through so to speak but if they were fishnets it'd have been over pretty quickly <laughs> yeah, that's a good point that would have been that would have been a little on yeah. the messy side so let's be honest 
but maybe they deserve each other. I hope, you know, it doesn't give anything, add anything. There's no update on this story, but I hope one day later they kind of met in a McDonald's or something and formed a loving relationship, albeit an unpredictable one. Well, not only that, but let's say that they did, right? And, and maybe these two are made for each other. And it was one of those serendipitous moments, right? That mm. they finally eventually cross paths again. Don't you think that dude is probably looking in the laundry basket and saying, hang on a second, I think I remember those tights for some reason. I don't know the shelf life of tights. Don't you have to throw them away like after a few wears? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any. The, those ones, I should expect, would have had a shorter shelf life than normal well, tights. Well, now, hang on. Let's make sure we're talking about the same thing. So are you talking about like pantyhose? Yeah. When you say yeah, tights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it, so I'm thinking more like yoga pants. No, uh, no. Like, well, what what else do they call them? Uh, leggings. That's, leggings. That's no. the. So you're not talking about that. No, you're talking about pantyhose. Oh, yeah. that that's a little bit different yeah. now because they're apparently pretty easy to rip anyway. So imagine if you're swinging a whole bunch of poopy around and hitting somebody with it, you'd have thought that kind of like burst open. Unless you bought the expensive ones, maybe they were like Victoria's Secret ones or something. But then you think, well, bit of a waste of money in it. Yeah, there's yet another problem in yeah. line with that one. So that's it, basically. That's English dating in a nutshell. Like I said, it's not exactly the same as American dating on some levels, some different language involved, some different approaches trying to woo the ladies. Well, I think this can serve as something, especially let's say you're listening to the podcast on the airplane ride over to England. You're thinking about picking up chicks. Don't. I I think that you now know what you're facing, right, with yeah. what's going on with mm-hmm. this. With all that said, thanks for tuning into this episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd, and we will catch you on the next one.